Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome, friends, to another r slash am I the jerk here video. Would you be the jerk for not helping out your homeless parents? We'll find out, but first a story from Torrid PA. Am I the jerk for telling my daughter I won't be paying for her college unless she attempts a relationship with my family? I, 38-year-old male, have a 19-year-old daughter, Ariel, with my ex-wife, Lauren, 39-year-old female. We had Ariel too young, and it was a huge struggle. We moved into Lauren's families. I was working multiple jobs. Me and Lauren were best friends through all this, but things ended when Ariel was two. Lauren's friend, Tori, 38-year-old female, told me that Lauren had been messaging guys, and when they went out, she would give out her number. I checked Lauren's phone and found it. I asked for a divorce. Lauren was pissed and wanted to reconcile. I didn't, and got split custody. Lauren made my life heck. Lauren badmouthed me, would miss pickup times, and make decisions without talking to me. Her dad offered money to relinquish custody. I told him off. Ariel's now 19 and just started college. The deal was me and her mom would split it. I remarried Tori when Ariel was six. Tori was a rock during the divorce, but we didn't date till two years later. Lauren used this to warp Ariel against Tori and our son, 13-year-old male. She excludes them. Whenever she spends the night, she'll just talk to me or go to her room if my family was around. Our son walks to the basement if she comes over. It hurts me a lot. I've spent thousands on therapy before people bring that up. It's still being utilized. But at this point, Ariel is being nasty for the sake of it. Her mom has convinced her I cheated with her friend and had a baby, which is funny because, as I've pointed out, the timelines don't even match up. I've done everything at this point, including family time, one-on-one, and therapy. Ariel is plain rude to them and they are done trying. Ariel graduated from high school in May and hosted a party. I was invited, but my family wasn't. I told Ariel I found that disrespectful, so I would send a card but wouldn't be going. She didn't care, and we haven't spoken since. I get a call from Lauren saying she paid the first semester and was wondering when I would be paying. I said I was no longer paying, as I'm not pulling money out of my household when Ariel is disrespectful to two-thirds of it. My ex went off, saying we had an agreement. I reminded her of when her dad tried to buy my custody and said, you have what you've always wanted, full control and custody. You won, so figure it out. Then texted her that I've been putting up with this long enough. She got her 18 years of child support from me, so until she planned on setting the record straight, I was done with both of them and blocked her. I called Ariel and told her the same, gave the reasons I'm not paying and told her she needed to look into loans but I would pay for college if she at least tried to form a bond with my family because she created this situation with her attitude. So if she wants my help, she needs to attempt it. She started crying, but I didn't fall for it. I told her what my expectations were and to let me know what her plan is so I can move the money around. My wife's on my side here saying we've been the bad guys for long enough, but I'm getting crap from others. Am I the jerk? 
A lot of people might say that OP is the jerk because they had made the commitment to their kid, but while the kid grew up, OP was demonized by the kid for really no reason, and in pretty much every way he and his family were rejected. Just how can you in confidence spend thousands on somebody that, for no legitimate reason, will not give you the time of day at all? Personally, I think it sucks, especially considering how late OP was to say that they weren't going to pay for it. But I know inside, if I was in OP situation, I would want to do the same thing. Is OP the jerk here for not paying here after making that commitment? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from sock number 7319. Am I the jerk for changing the door locks back after my wife changed them? I, 30-year-old male, have a beautiful wife who loves to serve others. We bought a home down the street from my family. I have a sweet sister, 17, who likes to crash at our house with her friends. My wife normally is pretty easygoing until recently. My sister's friends have been leaving messes, mostly towels on the floor after using our pool. My wife got upset picking up after them every day. I've asked my sister to make sure the house is clean after they leave, and it has been better. My wife also complained that some of her perfumes and clothes and personal items have gone missing. My sister said it's not her. I believe my sister. I just don't see her doing that. I told my wife and we agreed to just replace them. Last week, my wife made a couple of pans of cinnamon rolls from scratch. One pan was for us. The second pan was for a co-worker's family who's experiencing a tragedy. My wife went to the gym, I went to work, and my sister and her friends came by. The one pan wasn't enough for her and her friends. They wanted the second pan of cinnamon rolls, and my sister texted my wife asking if they could eat them. My wife said no. They ate them anyways. My wife, upset, went and bought new locks. When I came home, my wife handed me a new key and told me that she didn't want anyone else to have a key to our house. I tried to calm her down and tell her that I would just go and replace the eaten cinnamon rolls with store-bought ones. My wife decided that this was her hill to die on and said no. My sister lost the privilege to come when we're not home. Replacing stolen items wasn't good enough anymore. My mom called and asked if my sister could use the pool as a back-to-school party. I was under the impression my mom would be there. I said yes. My mom was at work and our schedules clashed. The easiest solution was for me to change the locks back so that they could come into the house. My mom didn't come with my sister. When my wife got home after the party, it was a mess. She sent me photos. She called me a jerk for changing the locks without talking to her about it. Keep in mind, she did too. Then told me I broke her trust. She wasn't safe in her home because she keeps getting robbed and I refused to put an end to it. I did talk to my sister. Then my wife let me know that she was staying with a friend for a while. Am I the jerk here? I feel like I've tried to right any wrongs that have happened between my wife and my sister. I think OP's the jerk, and I think the real issue here is not that OP is or isn't making up for these issues, it's the fact that they're not actually being addressed when OP just keeps applying band-aids. The sister and her friends should be able to have the common sense that when they visit somebody else's house, they don't just trash the place and leave it in rough shape, eat your stuff and take your things. OP is continuously allowing their wife's personal space to be violated and then trying to band-aid fix it and say, it's okay, I can patch up whatever issues they keep causing every single time they come over, rather than actually do something to stop the issue. Our next story is from SND19i. Am I the jerk for not helping my parents when they're homeless? My parents are terrible with money. 
When I, 27-year-old female, was little, my father gambled away all the savings, about $100,000 in risky penny stocks, which got wiped out in 2008, and we were forced to move into a single bedroom and a house for the three of us. Then my mom fell for an MLM, and you can imagine what happened. They lost the down payment to the house they were saving for. I begged them not to sign up for it since I saw it was clearly a scam and showed them evidence it was and they just laughed at me and ignored me. They lost about $28,000 from that. Then recently they fall for a college sign-up scam and lost $32,000. They weren't signing up for college, they just needed a loan and tried to go through a private broker who promised to get them a school loan that they would use on whatever they wanted. I went with them to see the broker and told them it was a scam and they ignored me. So basically they were trying to scam the government and got scammed instead. I actually tried to pry the pen away from my father's hand when I got desperate as he was writing down his bank info and social security number and he screamed at me that I was embarrassing him and did it anyway. Again, they lost money and now they're homeless because their credit is crap and they can barely afford even crappy apartments. They probably can't get that money back since they have little documentation on the broker and what he promised. Now they live in their car and are begging me for money. I have about $100,000 saved waiting to buy a house and they know about it because I stupidly told them I was saving for a house. And now are calling me and showing up at my apartment asking for money. They also want to move in in the meantime, but my roommate and I agreed visitation from friends or family is max a week to prevent resentment, and if my parents move in, they will probably refuse to move out. They're going to food pantries, and honestly, I can't find it in myself to be that sympathetic since they don't listen to me until they need my money. I think this is a painful one, but I think OP's not the jerk here. Is it a cruel thing not to help out your parents here when all their lives they've blown not insignificant sums of money? I'd like to know your guys' thoughts. And by the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Doggy Dag. Am I the jerk for not telling my landlord I had bought a house? I'd been renting from a landlord for a few years, and he was a pretty typical landlord. Take the rent, do a few repairs as cheap as possible, etc. I'm sure you know the drill. He also was kind of late on stuff. Like, every year the lease says renewals should be sent out two months before the end of the lease to give the option. And every year he procrastinates until the last week or two of the lease. I was looking to buy my first house, and I closed on one four months before my lease was up. But I kept some overlap so I could live in the apartment while repairing the house. Two months before the lease was up, Like usual, my landlord forgot to send out the renewals. I thought of telling him I wouldn't be renewing. Then I remembered that my neighbors who moved had trouble with him bringing way too many potential tenants to tour. Nobody wanted the apartment because the online listing was a bait and switch. So people would see something looking in good repair, then come to tour and see it was crap. And nobody wanted to sign the lease, so he just kept bringing more and more people instead of making an honest listing at an honest price. So I didn't say anything. I just kept fixing up the house and moving my stuff. Then, one week before my lease expired, my landlord texted me the renewal. I actually didn't see it because I had my phone on Don't Disturb, but the next morning he kept texting wanting my signed renewal. I told him I didn't plan on renewing and he got really angry demanding to know what apartment I was moving to next. 
I got the impression he wanted to call my next landlord to witch about me. Anyway, I told him I was moving back in with my parents. I didn't want to tell him about the house because of the temper he was getting with me. He started showing the apartment right away, but I'd already finished moving out, so it didn't bother me. But when I stopped by to turn in my keys and ask for my security deposit, he got angry saying that I had some nerve asking for $1,300 when I just screwed him out of a month of rent by not giving notice. I told him that the security deposit was for damages and if he wanted to withhold it, he would have to send over an itemized list of damages and receipts for repairs. He gave me the security deposit back, but yelled at me that he took care of his tenants and I was selfish for leaving without notice. I just left, but I guess I'm feeling kind of conflicted. On one hand, it's literally his job, his only job to handle leases and find out who's renewing. And if he forgot, that's not really my problem. But I also know I knew I was leaving for the better part of a year, and I told him with less than a week. Am I the jerk for not telling my landlord I bought a house? I think if OP doesn't have a contractual obligation to report that they don't intend to renew within a certain time frame, then it's literally exactly that. They don't have an obligation to, and they shouldn't feel bad about it. Sucks for them, sure, but like, what really is it to you to worry about the financial situation of a, from what sounds to be, fairly crappy landlord? Our next story is from Life Departure 2569 Am I the jerk for contacting child services on my ex-wife? The title sounds horrifying, and forgive me for that, but there's no other way to say what happened. Before anything, let me give you guys some context of our situation. I was married to my ex-wife for 15 years. We married really young at 18, which definitely isn't a good idea. That being said, we have two children together, a boy and a girl. My kids are everything to me, and even after our divorce, I make sure to be present in their lives. We have a shared custody of the children. They stay four days a week with her and three with me. I've always wanted to increase their time with me, but my ex has always fought against it. However, I live close enough that whenever they feel like, they call me and I go out to see them or take them out. I want to make sure that my children have a good standard in life, as I'm quite comfortable myself as an entrepreneur. I pay a good amount of child support to them, an equivalent of $10,000, $5,000 each, monthly. This was not an order by the state, but requested by me. I want them to be able to live comfortably and not struggle. I also pay for their health care, insurance, bills, etc., and private school. However, I went to pick them up this past Thursday, as they would be with me till Sunday. When I picked them up, I noticed they were wearing some old clothes, which didn't seem like a problem. They were just home before I got them, so I thought they were in just what they felt comfortable. Unfortunately, that wasn't really the case. When we got home and I was unpacking their bags, I noticed all the clothes they bought were old and tattered. I asked my daughter why their clothes were so tattered. I mean, kids usually have favorite pieces of clothing, so I thought this was the case. She told me that her mother said they couldn't buy new clothes because she was saving up. Now, that was a bit strange. If they were planning an expensive situation, she could have reached out. And I'd pay for the kids. They're also my children. She never mentioned anything. I took both of them out that day and bought plenty of new clothes. That being said, this was something that really bothered me. My brother and his came by that night and I talked to him about that. They also thought that it was a very strange situation and that I should look into it. Now, I don't have the best relationship with my ex, and I'm not going to poke my nose in her life, 
So I called Child Protective Services and told them what happened and that I was concerned. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Here in my country, they investigate these kinds of things. Well, my ex just called me and she was absolutely enraged. Jerk was the less aggressive adjective she used for me. Apparently, she was indeed saving the child support for something, but she never told me what. Regardless, she's extremely irritated, and my mother and father seem to agree that I should have talked to her first. I was concerned, but read it. Am I the jerk here? If you're paying $10,000 a month and those kids are wearing tattered clothes, I do not think you can be the jerk for reporting that. There is literally no conceivable way that that should check out. $10,000? There's no way. Our next story is from Isabella J8383. Am I the jerk for not letting my daughter cut her hair for her stepsister? I'm 32-year-old female. My daughter Mia, 12-year-old female, has a stepsister Jenny, 15-year-old female, who has cancer. I don't know too much about it, but I know her hair is falling out. Recently, Jenny's mom, Lauren, 38-year-old female, texted me to say that Mia's hair appointment is on Wednesday. I asked her what she meant, and she said that Mia was going to shave her head to show that she supports Jenny. I told her my daughter has nothing to do with Jenny's cancer, and that they aren't even close, and there's other ways of showing support. Mia wasn't even aware of the fact that she was getting her hair shaved off or the fact that the appointment was even made. I asked Mia if it would be something she's open to, but it isn't. Mia's dad Liam thinks this can be a bonding experience for both of the girls, and I wouldn't want to get in the way of that. I told them that they didn't even talk about it with me and Mia. 
I don't think I was wrong in what I did, but my stepmom and dad think that I'm not thinking about how Jenny feels. I think this is such an open and shut book. OP and their daughter don't want it to happen. They were never informed of this hair appointment. This whole thing is ridiculous. The only thing not ridiculous here is poor Jenny. Our next story is from Pink Squid 5. Am I the jerk for telling my ex's girlfriend I was never married to him and yelling at him when he confronted me? I was never married to my ex, although we were engaged and we share a daughter together. His girlfriend recently asked me why we divorced, and I explained that we were never married, but we broke up because I had bad postnatal depression. She started crying after I told her, and told me my ex and his family made her get an abortion because they wouldn't accept an out-of-wedlock baby. She asked me if they tried the same with me, and I told her that they hadn't. However, his family did the same to my friend who was dating his brother. My ex was supposed to drop our daughter home yesterday, but came alone so he could confront me and tell me to stay out of his relationship. I ended up yelling at him and telling him he was no better than his brother and that I couldn't believe I had a baby with someone like him. He yelled at me for interfering in his life, and because I told him I didn't want my daughter around him or his family if this was the type of influence they were going to be on her. Am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk here, and from what I understand, it doesn't seem like OP was the one initiating this discussion. So like, while OP had this discussion, and I guess you could say that's getting involved or whatever, it's not something OP went out of their way to engage and get involved with. His girlfriend started it, so he needs to shut up and accept that. Our next story is from T Groundbreaking 345. Am I the jerk for telling my mom and stepdad that they don't get to dictate my wedding guest list unless they're paying for my wedding? So my wedding's coming up at the end of the year, and for months, my mom and stepdad have been on my case about the guest list. My fiancé and I are paying for the wedding, and we already knew who we did and didn't want to add to the guest list before we sat down to our invites. I already had them on my case about my step-siblings needing to have a full role in the wedding and not be treated different to my sister, but they also try to insist I invite my stepdad's family. Some background, my dad died when I was seven, my sister was five. His family were always a big part of our lives. Mom's family was never involved. She married stepdad when I was nine, and his family lived pretty scattered, so not much contact, but they sent stuff occasionally. He had kids ranging from eight down to three. We all lived together and there was drama because out of all of us, my sister and I were the ones with extended family involved in our life who showed up for the school plays and the graduations. They weren't involved in my step-siblings' lives. Step-siblings had no actual active grandparents who they saw. Their mom wasn't in the picture either. There was always some pressure added to my sister and I to make sure we loved and saw them as real siblings, so they at least had a solid, strong, nuclear family. That didn't happen though. I love my sister more. I care about my sister more. To me, she's my real sibling, and they're not the same. I already put my foot down that I wasn't going to give my step-siblings roles for the wedding. My sister is my best person, along with my best friend. My fiancé has her sister and her brother as her people of honor. That's it. That has been a fight. An even bigger one has been my stepdad's family. Mom said that they're my family too and that means they deserve an invite. I hardly know those people. They're not important to me. It's been argued that my mom, stepdad, and step-siblings would feel more comfortable with family of theirs present, since my dad's side isn't part of their lives. I argue that it's mine and my fiancé's wedding, and we're not inviting just anyone. After a lot of pressure, 
I said they could not dictate our guest list unless they want to pay for the wedding. I know they can't, so it was never a concern that they would offer. They said I had no right to demand they pay for the wedding. I said I hadn't demanded they pay. I had just pointed out that if they want specific people there, they would need to pay for that. But they can't, and so they need to let it go. They called me rude and said I was using my wedding as a weapon to hurt them. They also called me entitled. Am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk, and I think OP is entitled. Entitled to have their wedding the way they want to have their wedding. Especially if they're the ones paying for it. The family drama and pressure sucks, but I'm fully on OP's side here. Our next story is from TA moving out. Am I the jerk for removing all the improvements I made to my room and my parents' house after they announced that I would have to move? I, 25-year-old female, live with my parents, 50-year-old female and 55-year-old male, because it's very close to my service and it's a very expensive area. I can currently live alone, but I didn't because I never needed it and my parents didn't ask. As time went on and I earned more, I put in air conditioning, made my room smart, a smart assistant, as well as the house, put a very good shower in the guest bathroom, which I eventually added to my bedroom, I bought quality furniture for my room, etc. My room turned out to be the best in the house because of the changes I made. And yes, I paid rent to my parents, quite fat by the way. It's been three months since they came to talk to me, saying it was time for me to change. Because they wanted to have their moment alone now, and I was able to live on my own. I agreed. After all, I was just living there for ease and convenience. I found a house and I would need to make all the changes I planned. So in order to not have to buy it when I have it, I replaced all the sockets, bulbs and switches to smart ones, and the shower with common ones. I paid for them all and this increase in energy I paid too. I also removed the air conditioner and paid to plug the hole it leaves. Besides, of course, all the furniture in my room and the smart assistants scattered around the house, my parents started complaining that I shouldn't take everything out as they were in common use. They were planning to move his room to mine and that with these changes, I made my room worse and the house in general too. It's just not smart. Everything I bought was quality. I said that they asked me to move and I'm taking everything I bought because I needed to have other expenses. I made a payment on the house and these items were all bought by me, and all the increase in energy I had was paid only by me too, and that if they wanted to buy, I can help them search online, but I would take these items. They called me selfish because I made the house worse and removed the items in common use, as they were already used to the smart home. They complained even more when I didn't want to leave the 65-inch smart TV in my room as a gift for them, I didn't leave it because it's new and it was too expensive. I moved a week ago, but they're still upset. All items are brand new, most less than a year old. Am I the jerk? All of these items belong to OP. As much as OP's parents would have loved for OP to pack up and leave everything behind so they can just move into this palace that OP built in their room, it was some real wishful thinking. Considering OP made their own money and paid for all of these things out of pocket themselves off of their own prerogative to do so, the parents might make you feel bad, but OP had every right to take it with them. This next story is from Sleepy All the Time 55. Am I the jerk for telling my stepmom that I won't give up my room so her daughter can have it? So I, female 16, live with my dad since he and my mom split up, and just recently he got married to Kelly. Kelly has a daughter, 13, and a son, 9, and they just moved in with us. 
My dad and I's house has four rooms. The master bedroom has a bathroom inside of it, and my room is just a little smaller, but it also has a bathroom in the room too. Then there's two rooms that don't have a bathroom, but have walk-in closets, unlike mine. All of the rooms have beds and dressers, you know, all the stuff that makes a room a room without the personal decorations that you choose. When they came to move in, her daughter ran straight past one of the vacant rooms and into mine. My walls are purple and I have Marvel and DC posters hanging up on the wall. I also have a mirror attached to my dresser with lights around it. So once I showed her son to the room he would be sleeping in, I went into my room and saw her bringing her stuff into my room. So I told her that this isn't her room and that she has one of the rooms with no decorations. She immediately started flipping out, started yelling she was going to tell her mom and my dad that I'm being mean to her and trying to bully her because she was younger. Her mom and my dad came into the room due to all the yelling and asked what was going on. And so I told them that she thinks my room is hers and she won't leave. But she said this has to be her room because it's her favorite color, purple, and it has a bathroom so it has to be hers. My dad explained to her that she can get her room painted whatever color she wants, and we can get you the posters and pictures she wanted also, but she said she doesn't want a room that doesn't have a bathroom, so this one should be hers. Her mom ended up agreeing with her, saying that I've had this room for a very long time and can just restart in the other room and I should give it to her since she's younger. So I told her that I won't give up my room because this has all my stuff and I'm comfortable in my room so her daughter will have to go to the only other available room. She's saying that I'm being rude and mean to my new little sister, and should be reasonable and give her my room, and be the bigger person and act my age and not a little kid. So, am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk here, and frankly, I think the stepmom needs to be careful here, because despite OP being 16 years old and hopefully a little bit more mature, The stepmom is already off to a rapid start of trying to alienate OP and make them feel like second rate. You know, hey, we've moved in here and my children get priority over you. Kick rocks and go get in that other bedroom, kid. You've been here for a very long time and are well settled here. Therefore, you should give it up? What kind of logic is that? I think OP's not the jerk and I think OP's entitled to that room until whatever time it's decided that OP should leave that house. And our final story of the day is from throwaway594297. Am I the jerk for mentioning my best friend's former crush on me in a speech at his wedding? Okay, I'm currently in a predicament, and frankly I could really use some opinions. For backstory, I, female 27, met one of my best friends Christian, male 26, back in 2010 during our freshman year of high school. We became friends and remained close over the years since making a lot of great memories and sharing mutual close friends. From 2013 to 2016, Christian had pretty serious unrequited feelings for me. However, he eventually got over me and I had never even let his feelings harm our friendship. If anything, our friendship honestly got closer after he got over me. In early 2018, Christian met Victoria, female 29, at a bar and they hit it off. They started dating after two weeks, got engaged in late 2021, and the wedding happened yesterday night. It was honestly a great time, as I watched with my parents and mutual friends as this kid I've known for 12 years was getting married to the love of his life. Plus, Victoria and I honestly had a pretty decent relationship, and according to Christian, she didn't really seem to care about his past feelings as time went on. Anyway, as the night kept going with a lot of music and dancing, I got up to eventually give a speech for Christian. I talked about how we first met, how much our lives changed since then, 
and just how great of a person Christian was. The attendees were clearly touched, and Christian and Victoria both looked happy. As I talked more about our history, I jokingly mentioned how Christian had the hots for me, but that didn't matter because he found his soulmate and that our friendship was stronger than some unrequited feelings. Most of the crowd laughed, and I could even see Christian smiling for a second before seeing Victoria's confused face. After the speech was over, I went over to the bar with a few friends. Christian came up and hugged me, thanking me for the speech. However, at our hotel, one of my other best friends, Devin, female 27, told me she had heard gossip from the bridesmaids that Victoria was really upset with me for bringing up Christian's previous feelings for me at the wedding. Apparently, Victoria genuinely had no issue with Christian's feelings, but felt it was inappropriate to mention them at a wedding. I sincerely intended no harm with my actions. Maybe I didn't read the room. Everyone I've told is honestly split on whether I'm the bad guy or not, so it's definitely been polarizing. Christian hasn't mentioned any of this to me, and I'm not sure I should ask him. Am I the jerk? I think OP is lightly the jerk. I think it was just kind of a weird thing to mention at the wedding. It's just unnecessary to talk about somebody having the hots for you at their wedding. It was just a little much. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another Am I the Jerk here story that was absolutely crazy, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.